0: This is Runa here and I have an important message for you. We're living in a turbulent times. Conflict and social unrest seems to be everywhere. And rapid technological changes are only adding to the cultural upheavers. Uncertainty about the future, about ourselves, loom large in the collective consciousness of humanity. But is there a realistic path towards liberation, peace and happiness for us all? Well... Yes, according to myself and the co-author of the book, Story of Boxes, Nicholas Haynes, we feel so. The issue is that we all have tendency to think in boxes, mentally placing people's ideas and even objects like underpants, into rigid categories. Some of these categories, or boxes, are good. They are a source of joy and comfort. Others are bad, responsible for creating immense pain, isolation and division in the world. And others, they're just plain ugly. Once you become aware of the boxes that rule your personal life, you can break out of the box-based thinking and live a life that is freer and happier. You are no longer caged in by the walls of mental boxes. By investigating our unconscious and conscious boxes and sharing inspirational stories and easy-to-grasp examples, this sometimes even funny book, gives you a new way of thinking about reality. It explores some of humanity's most salient and enduring basics, including genders, race, sexuality, religion and class, and gives you a key to unlock the boxes in your own mind. If you want to know more, please go to www.nomoreboxesmovement.com forward slash the book. And now let's continue with our podcast. You're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast, where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Changemakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Harriet, you are an amazing goddess. That's the thing that came up in my head the first time I met our guest today. If you would see her the way that I'm looking at her right now on my screen as I'm recording this, another episode for the Changemakers podcast, you would see a woman who is absolutely a divine woman for so many reasons. And I will tell you some of them, not all of them, because I want my audience to really feel and get the get that feeling into your guts when you listen to her voice. I'm pretty sure you're going to feel similar things like I do but I am talking about Harriet and now I, I'm always get a little bit unsure when it comes to people's last names how do you say your last name Harriet
1: Whaley Cohen.
0: Whaley Cohen. That was not a very professional way of introducing my guest, but here we have her, Harriet Whaley Cohen. <laughs> Welcome to the ChangeMakers podcast, where we can say things and we can make mistakes, and after all, we're just human beings trying to do our best
1: to we become change. I'm so thrilled that you've invited me. I feel deeply honoured and deeply touched that you invited me to do this. So. Thank
0: you. Well, Harriet, I know that you have so much to share to us. Your story is so inspiring. And as our audience are really other change makers out there, people who want to see the world different and want to step into their own power so that they can see and they can be the change that they want to see in their world. And I know you've been doing that. So I'm really excited to hear your story and your tips.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, fire away and I will just share from my heart whatever comes into my heart and to be of service to your listeners.
0: Well, thank you for that. That's a huge gift. So we're really grateful from the beginning. So tell me, let's start from when you were really not in that place that you're in today. What happened to you? How did you go from being an that you are quite miserable into being the divine goddess that you are today. Tell us, share that,
1: please. For me, the thing that's always produced radical change in my life is this feeling of being completely and utterly like fed up and spiritually backed into a corner and broken. And then it's like, okay, I'll do the work, I'll change you know and I, for me change is not usually like some kind of gentle oh i burnt the toast oh i must you know change my life it's always something quite dramatic <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and and you know there right there i was in my in my early 20s you know a drug addict wanting to die hating myself feeling that i was no good for anything that i had nothing to offer the world and And then, you know, I did, I had, I had a big scare. I had a very nasty accident. I was taken off in a helicopter and I didn't know for a short period of time. I didn't know if I was going to walk again. And it gave me that, like, you know, you're going to, you can either keep going and it's going to get worse than this, or it's time to change. And in my whole soul was screaming and when it's time to change, let's do this. And I was, I was ready, you Mm. know, ready.
0: And it's interesting you saying you know, that it has to be a big thing for you to do any change. Do you see now that you're working and you're helping women in particular to find that, overcome that critical voices that we all have in our heads to so that they can create the life that they want to, to create? Do you see that all over? I mean, is that just, would you say that's just a human thing? We have to go to the bottom in order to...
1: No, I don't think we do all have to go to the bottom, but I think that we all reach that point of I've had enough. And sometimes it's dramatic and sometimes it's gentle and sometimes it's everything in between. But, you know, sometimes I guess our motive is away from, we're like, we want to move away from this thing that's not working. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our motive is towards, like you want to move towards something. And sometimes the wanting of that thing is enough to propel people very strongly in a different direction. So I, I don't think that it always has to be a rock bottom away from experience. Mm. It's just that that's been often my experience. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so going back to the, your place of really saying, hey, am I going to be alive on this or not? What did you do? I know that it's one thing to say, hey, now I'm ready. But what did you actually do?
1: I, I asked for help. And I think that's been one of the biggest, most radical lessons throughout my whole life is that when things aren't going to plan, and there's been many times, whether that was, you know, getting help with my addictions or leaving an unhappy marriage or um, more recently asking for help on the business front or asking friends for help or just admitting you're going through a tough time, right? It requires swallowing your pride, You have to swallow your pride and admit that you can't do it all by yourself, right? And you have to admit that maybe you've gone down a road that's not working Mm. or that where you are, it's too much for you. We have to actually admit that we're not these superhuman perfect beings. Swallow our pride and ask for help. And Mm. from that place, when you can reach that place of being willing to do that, that's when everything shifts and opens up.
0: And when you did that, can you go back with us and share with us... What was going on in your head, really? I understand this thing about not asking for help or being unsure what should I ask. Yeah, I think that is often what I hear a lot of people saying, well, I don't really know what to ask for because we're so not used to that. What did you do?
1: I just said, I'm not okay and I can't do this anymore. I think that was the thing. It was that I can't. (laughs) do this anymore and for me what for some people you know with with addiction it could be like a physical rock bottom or a financial rock bottom or you know their partner leaves them and they lose their children or something like that will happen and they're like I'm not willing to lose that but for me it was like emotional and spiritual some of the things that have been going on some of the lines in the sand that i would crossed where I was like well I'll never do that I'll never do that you know i know that i've got a problem but i'm never going to do that like i was crossing all those lines and, and how i felt in my soul and in my head was so desperate and so unhappy and so i knew i was destroying myself and i and i didn't i didn't genuinely believe i think completely those voices that were so loud but i knew that listening to them was unbearable and i knew that my solution to shut them up which was to get shit faced. sorry i don't mm-hmm. know if I'm not allowed yeah. to speak right that that was no longer working it was making the voices louder and I was like I need a new solution right because that's the thing ah. people are like oh I have a, a drug problem I had a drug solution right and then my solution stopped working so it's like time for a new solution I love that
0: yeah that's a shift yes and that's a mindset shift completely yes and that is really like acknowledging. This is how what I've been looking at as my solution. <laughs> my solution isn't my solution anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I need to find another solution.
1: Yeah. And, wow. And even now, you know, when I think in the last week, I've had a tough personal situation to deal with, some family stuff. And my solution, I felt like I was out of solutions. You know, <laughs> so I went to a couple of really wise people that I knew, and they were like, wow. Well, what if instead of this thing being a disaster, it was actually something to celebrate? And literally at the end of a like, phone call with this person who I hugely respect, she said to me, how do you feel about it now? Is it a disaster or is it like, you know, let's pop open the champagne, which is funny for me because obviously I haven't drunk for nearly 16 years. I was like, it's <laughs> totally a pop open the champagne situation. And it's just that, that perspective shift and like nothing about the actual situation had changed. But my perception and what I was telling myself in my head about it had completely changed. And it's that, isn't it? It's the stories we tell ourselves, the stuff that we, we make things mean certain things. And then in order to shift our perspective, we have to make them mean something else. Or we have to be able to reject our own stories and recognize this is a story I'm running. So I'm going to pick a different story.
0: Yeah, I resonate with that. As I'm writing the book with Nick Haynes these days, the story of boxes, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, you can really be in an ugly box. And it's what you're saying is shifting that story, ugly story, into a good one. Yeah. That's absolutely what you did. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing today. I know that there are women out there who are every night going to bed saying, Thank you, Divine Universe, for bringing Harriet to my life. What are you doing, Harriet, that are making all these women so fulfilled?
1: Oh, you just gave me goosebumps when you said that. What I do, and I I do a lot of public speaking, both online and in the real world, but I also do a lot of one-on-one and group coaching, is that I show women how to be in complete partnership with themselves in every area of life. And what does that mean? So people are like, what does it mean to be in partnership with yourself? It means to know yourself and then to honor yourself, like really know yourself and honor yourself. And what happens when you are in partnership with yourself is that overwhelm, self-sabotage, disempowering patterns of behavior are a thing of the past. Mm. Self-doubt, these critical self-voices, they're gone. And what you have is confidence and self-esteem. You have an inner cheerleader instead of an inner critic of emotional and physical well-being, balance, fulfillment, excitement, energy, and you know, and if that's your thing, that place is actually really a very sexy place to be. so a lot of, it's, it's one of the side benefits of getting to that place is that you feel really you know embodied and powerful. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And I think that is sexy and that is fulfilling. Now I understand them even more why they are praying every evening and think, being grateful. So what can you share to our audience? What would you say is the first thing that they should notice? And I'm asking this question. You can assume that I'm saying that because people are not aware of it, but often you see that people are feeling they're not really fulfilled. They're not feeling they're aligned with who they really are and not without even noticing they don't you just don't feel good enough yeah yeah so how do you how do you help them raise their awareness towards just waking up that they can do something about this
1: well i think one of the things is that i'm very open and free with my own story they, you know, because often you see people who are in the personal development industry and they look like they've always had this perfect life. They don't show you the real them, right? Whereas I'm really happy to share all of myself. Mm. And I think people then they relate and they're like, oh, she gets it. She's been there or she's still there, but she knows how to get out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really super helpful. And the second thing I think is that in a very loving, very kind way I'm not afraid to point stuff out to people mm. so I'm not afraid to point out to clients or people who come to my talk you know when they might be saying duh, 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 all this stuff all this stuff and then I go well what are you getting out of this what are you getting out of seeing it like this and they're like oh, I'm getting out of this staying stuck and not having to push myself forward and yeah. I'm actually getting quite a lot out of believing that I'm not good enough and you know And so when people realize, or or I might say to them, another one of my favorite questions is, what do you get to be right about when you choose to believe this? And I think that's one of the, the next things is getting people to see it's a choice. Believing that critical voice in your head is a choice. But when you say to people, you know, what do you get to be right about when you believe this? And they're like, oh my God, you know, they see that they're making all these choices and decisions and it's keeping them safe. And once they can see that it's keeping them safe, They can then say, okay, let's look at the alternative. If you weren't buying into this, it then means you have to do all this stuff. You have to push yourself forward. You have to do this. You have to take care of yourself better. But actually, let's really get clear on what that would really mean for you. And sometimes it's just about giving them that space to notice that they're getting something out of it. they're like, I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm like, I really think you might be. (laughs) (laughs) Just getting them to see... And then from that that kind of loving and also self-realization moment, that mm-hmm. they're the ones that realize it. I'm not like pointing the finger out and going, you're doing this to yourself and you, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not accusatory. I'm just lovingly holding the space for them to have that moment. I went a few years ago, I went to see Marianne Williamson talk. Yeah. And she said, as humans, we heal ourselves one aha moment at a time. And... So true, isn't it? And, and just facilitating those little aha moments, those little awakenings. And then people are like, oh, now I can go another way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. And the bit that you talk about the space, giving yourself the space to explore and being open that what you uh, might be thinking at the moment, what the voice in your head is telling you is just a voice in your head. It's not you exactly Uh, yeah that's a tricky thing to do and you definitely need space to do that so on your journey and i know you you've been i mean your your story and what you've been doing is is so valuable in this world and we need more harriets in this world for sure what can you share with us for you harriet what is the change that you want to see in your world
1: in my world right now i want to go to deeper levels of physical self-care. I'm always talking about radical self-care yeah, and radical self-responsibility, right? And I think for me, just, and this is literally, you know, sometimes I'm black belt at this stuff, mm-hmm. but I've been having some difficult things going on. I'm moving house, I'm facing minor surgery, I've got some family stuff going on. And I noticed that I decided that the answer this past weekend was crisps. And I was very aware that I was going, the answer is crisps. And I was going, this is emotional eating. And I was like, it's okay. I've recognized what it is. I'm still going to do it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> actually, my body this morning, because I journal every single morning, and my body was like, can, can we be done with the crisps now, please? <laughs> um, so, so gently, lovingly, the change I would like to see is self-love through through food just over the few next few weeks because I have an awful lot going on so just to really support my physical self and you know when I show my physical self-love through food it shows up even more for me you know
0: yeah yeah so it's really yeah and for you to do your work in order to be really be the change that you want to see. this is what you need to think about for you to be aware of these sort of things that you need to do in order to share your work to the best ability. It's amazing, actually, when you I get goosebumps just thinking about how this ripple effect yeah. that, that has by you taking care of yourself. I'm loving this. There's a certain thing of real, true loving and kindness that I'm feeling. And I'm sure that the audience are feeling that too at the moment. Not Harriet, because he has to sneeze, as I'm saying that. So there's something that she needs to get, get out of her
1: business. <laughs> So Pollen in the air today, yeah, exactly. You're in England where you have sunshine because I have a formula for how women can learn to feel deeply, truly okay, please. You, yeah. yeah, and then there's three elements of the formula how you treat yourself, how you show other people to treat you and show up in your relationships, and what you bring forth into the world. And you know, loving kindness underpins how you treat yourself. Cause I, I have a word for each of the three parts of the formula, which is love, grace and clarity. And, and in the love section, you know, it is, it's just what would love do, you know, what would love feed you? What would love dress you? What products would love put on you? What would love say to you in your head? What's love got, you know, where's the love? It's just all about love. Mm. How would love show up for you? Yeah. It's a bit like if you imagine like in the addiction years, um, yeah. I read this in a book um, about someone saying, you know, it was like I had a, a drug addict, like deciding my life, being my God for me, deciding what I'm doing, what I do. And how would it be if love was just the force, the guiding force for everything? And every, every decision you make is taking you further. Every action you take is further taking you further towards or further away from feeling fabulous about yourself. And when you make decisions from love, you feel more fabulous about yourself. And that's it it's not really hugely complicated.
0: No that's normally with the beautiful things about simplicity. Yes they are profound and they strike they go straight to the place that is supposed to be. I love that. Harriet where can women contact you? Okay. I know it's going to be in our show notes but just for the record can you share that also with a where was the best place to to reach out to you?
1: Do you know the place where all the juiciest stuff happens is actually not on my website. <laughs> Even though I love my website, which is just my full name, HarrietWhaleyCohen.com. I have a free group on Facebook called Harriet's Inner Circle and it's where my fans and followers hang out and i put out a lot of free video and we chat in there we're all very supportive of each other and i hold in person meetups for my inner circle as well in london most months and that's the that's the fun place i would say come and join in in the inner circle you know come and be part of the community i would love that
0: come and be part of the inner community. And, as, and that's physical community. But if you are somewhere in, out in the world and you, you're not able to be in London, you can actually join that's the face. Yeah. Oh, that was the puppy.
1: That's, yeah, the doorbell <laughs> just went, so my dog daughter- <laughs> running off whooping like crazy <laughs> I awesome.
0: love that I love that that sounds like Harriet you need to go to the door and we need to wrap this up I'm gonna say thank you so much for you're welcome being, it's been
1: such a pleasure
0: to being our guest and sharing your beautiful wisdom
1: you're welcome thanks for inviting me
0: this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.